I worship you. I worship you. Hey, we make a miracle walker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. This is the Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. I am so happy to introduce this woman. I I am just busting with enthusiasm. Um, Her name is Deborah Lassiter, and um, she was a model, and she was an international uh, singer, and she did so many things. So um, I'm going to ask some questions to her, and then you're going to find out what she's all about, because she is an amazing, incredible fantastic woman and we need to show and shine the light on women like her uh thank you for coming deborah how are you doing today i'm doing wonderful it's a beautiful day i'm i i woke up this morning uh, <laughs> but china thank you so much for having me on your program it's wonderful to get to know you a little bit more and just even talking with you a little bit before we've started um we share a lot of similarities um yeah. So yeah, thank you. Thank so. you again. Yeah, I, I'm, I feel blessed having you. Um, now, let's just get right into it. Like I said, you were a singer and you were a model internationally. Um, where was that at? What country did you um, do that at? So I traveled. Uh, I, I guess let me backtrack a little bit. Okay. Since I was younger. I've always wanted to model and, um, and I always could sing. Uh, you know what? Let me backtrack and say it's not so much that I always wanted to model. I think I could do it. People would say, oh, you should try that or, you know, you should this. So I found myself gravitating towards that. I grew up in a household where my mother loved the arts. She loved musicals. She loved singing. She loved us playing instruments. So I sort of came from that background. As I started to get older, I realized that I like to sing And uh, my mother encouraged us. She encouraged me, get into theater, get into those things that you love. Um, So as when I got older and graduated high school, I sang with Julio Iglesias, um, international singer. Uh, And I was in France. I was in London. uh, I went to Poland. It was for a very short time with him. I was singing singing lead with him, which was pretty amazing coming out of high school. How about um, it? That that must have been incredible. So you you met Julio Iglesias. Wow. Yeah, I did. It was I um What was that like? What was, what's he like? Really really lovely actually. Um the experience I was young, but the experience was something that changed my life. Um I remember when I auditioned with him in Atlantic City, he just sat in the audience and had me perform a song maybe about 10 times. And he just watched me. And, you know, some of my experience of doing theater, I wasn't, you know, that wasn't very uncommon to be watched. But I realized as I've gotten older that he was just watching the mannerisms, watching how I carried myself, just sort of analyzing, is this a person that I could have on the stage? Do they have, right. you know, that, that, that Even maturity? if you had the stuff, right? Correct. Um, I one thing I really liked about him was when there was anyone that had some sort of handicap. It doesn't matter if their ticket was back in the bleachers; he would bring them up to the front. He would find some way to bring them up to the front. And later on, I found out that he was in a car accident, 
and, you know, ended up from that car accident, breaking several bones, had to go through a healing process and he had compassion for anyone that had a handicap that was disabled that was in a wheelchair that had a cane so that was something that i learned about that, about that's it. how god works right he makes us see things that we probably wouldn't have seen but since we experienced it we're, we're more open to understanding it yeah, yeah that's how god works yeah, I think if he's if the Lord is going to place you into a ministry, he, he normally will grow you up within that ministry before he hands you the baton. Um, I've, I've experienced that, obviously, and you have as well. So that was, I really appreciated that, seeing that in him. Um, um, of course, there's always other things that I wasn't mature in. You know, I was around so many different people, I mean, the limos and the people catering to you and Having had this wonderful dressing room and just it was really really lovely. Um, so that was one thing. And then I ended up coming back to the states, and uh, on that I auditioned for another group. Um, they were um, they had an album out. They needed a female singer so they could tour overseas. And so I ended up um, going with them. And I lived in Taiwan for about two years. And oh, wow. um, this group was called New Religion. It wasn't religious based by any stretch, but that was the name of the group. And um, so I ended up being in Taiwan with them, with them for about six months. And then we went to Thailand and I lived there for about six months and ended up going back to the States, then coming back again to Taiwan for another year and a half. And that was singing and modeling at the same time. So those were some of my past experiences with traveling and sort of um, really getting to know myself. Um, the Lord, what I think, a great opportunity that those were, huh? Yeah, yeah, really great opportunity. I remember my mom was really nervous. You know, it's like, you're leaving. You know, yeah. And I remember saying to her, "You have to trust how you raised me. You mm -hmm. have to trust that." Um, yes, definitely. If she did a good job, you'll be all right. That's exactly right. And I am a firm believer, you know, if you raise your child in the way that they should go, as they get older, they will not depart from it. And, you know, you know, children are going to make mistakes. People are going to make mistakes. You have yes. to let them test the faith that they claim to have. You have right. to let them test it. And that can be painful, you know? So I think every woman has, you know, and, and I'm saying, I was raised in a family that believed in the Lord and acknowledged Christ as the savior. Mm -hmm. However, when I left my home, that right. was the test. What did you retain? Right. What do you really believe? Mm -hmm. What do you believe and what are you applying? Right? So we can have understanding, right. but are you the applying? The was planted, but you know, do you carry it out? That choice Absolutely. is yours. You know, that's Absolutely. when God gives us free will. Here's a question. Um, now you said you were young. Did you appreciate it? I because I, I traveled at a young age. Also, w were you grateful for that? Did you appreciate it? I um, no. I I I don't think I was conscious of that. Mm -hmm. I think prior to me having a personal relationship with the Lord, my why was just different. The reason why I did things was not to glorify Him. And when I look back, it was really about self, right? So, you know, oh, I, uh, you know, I want to sing. Yes, I want to model. You know, I had all these, you know, uh, things that I wanted to achieve and things that I was doing. The Lord was allowing for these opportunities to come. 
Um, but he was calling me at the same time. I just think it was a combination of, I have these gifts. I'm going to use them. You know, there's an opportunity. Let me take it. You'd be crazy not to take it. And, right. and yet when I was there, you know, I realized um, I was quite different inside myself. I never really fit in, even though I fit in on the outside. That was, yes, I could, I could blend in, uh, you know, people were curious about me, but in the inside, I was, I felt different. And what I realize now looking back is in Christ, your life now has context. Mm -hmm. It has understanding. There's foundation now. I had gifts that I knew inside myself, China, they were attached to something larger. I just didn't know quite what that was. Right. I knew that I had the gift of exhortation. I knew that I had a presence. I knew that I had a leadership quality. But lead who? Encourage who? Right? Sing for who? Right? right. Um, you know, you really, you, when you have a gift, you know, uh, and, I'll, and I'll always remember Christine Kane, a uh, lovely preacher, she said, the gift on you will destroy you if what is in you cannot sustain you. And when you have a gift and people see that gift, we see in the Bible where Christ is, you know, the people are just coming. They recognize he's a healer. He's a prophet. He's a teacher. And they're saying, I need some of that. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but if right. you don't know who you are in Christ, you will get used and abused and reused and abused. You know, it's, it's recycling at its best, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, to your question, I didn't understand what I had. So I didn't know how to appreciate that it was, I knew it was an opportunity, but no, I, I don't, I didn't understand really what was happening. So um, now you did all this traveling and you, you lived a pretty good life, seems like. Um, where did you live and you moved to PA? Where did you live before PA? So I grew up in New Jersey. So Cherry Hill, New oh. Jersey is where we resided 20 something years. Um, and my father passed uh, away. My mom, uh, she ended up moving to Florida, central Florida. And so I'm the youngest of six children. So there's six of us. And um, so everyone is sort of all over the place. Um, not, not everyone is, uh, still living in New Jersey, but that's, but that's where I grew up at Cherry Hill, New Jersey, South Jersey. Okay. All right. So, uh, you're a Jersey girl. <laughs> a Jersey girl. Jersey girl. <laughs> I, yeah. am, I am a good driver. I just want to clear. I always talk about that. Jersey drivers, no insult to Jersey drivers, but wow, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> well, you know what? When I first started driving in Philadelphia, I got my license. I was determined to go over the Ben Franklin Bridge, determined. My mom, so I'm telling you, the rules are different. I'm like, I can do this. I came back in tears, in tears. I, I couldn't believe I made it home in one piece. It was. I bet. <laughs> I bet. It's like, what are they on, like? High doses of coffee or what? I don't get well, it. I, I would like to sit on the highway and just record them. <laughs> I have grown up in a place that I didn't know that Pennsylvania has where you can go two ways. So, you know, I'm so used to one way. So when I see another car, you know, it's like, wait a second here. How can I go down this way and this way? It's like, oh. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, they're asking, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs>
what made you decide to go to school for biblical training? Yeah, so I think it's it's in a continuation of, in, in, in a sense, what I've already started to say. I didn't understand my why, but um, I think through life, the Lord continues to bring tremors to you and it leads to your aha moment. So you got you got a little bit of this. There's agents that come to you in your life. I believe that that you know almost oh, like so Penina, right. yeah, Penina to Hannah. That that just are going to excel you into your destiny. And so my aha moment really came. I was married for eleven years, and when my and when the divorce came, so that was really you know there was things leading up to that. Um, and then when I went through the divorce, that leveled me absolutely leveled me and sure. from yeah i was just you know i don't wish i don't wish divorce on anyone you know um but what a tough time so from there but that's something i can say to you know i can credit my ex-husband that was that was the you know that was the lead up to me changing my why and now i needed to why am i doing this why am i here really you know what do i believe how am I going to get through this pain? How am I going to get through feeling pathetic? How am I going to get through feeling useless? useless. <laughs> how am I going to get through the panic attack? How am I going to get through the anxiety? How am I going to grapple with, well, where's my future now? Right? You know, what, what was the foundation? Where was my hope? Hope, you know, in the wrong place, right? Hope should be on a solid rock. And who's our rock? Yeah, it's God. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, I learned that. Um, no matter what happens, no matter what comes our way, no matter who we, you know, come across, um, God is going to always be. Those things might not be, but God is always going to be there for us. I learned that. And, and that got me through a lot of stuff. It got me through a lot because... When I sat down and, like you said, uh, was feeling pathetic and sad and and lonely and hurt and, um, you know, abandoned, um, God said, you still got me. That's right. I'm not going nowhere. That's so right. So I can help you get through this, but you got to ask, you know. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in knowing to ask. Okay. And I'm going to tell you a short story. I know a guy and he had a flower shop and he had spent thousands of dollars on these flowers. And he said, oh man, I heard there's going to be a snowstorm. Well, you know, Valentine's Day is February 14th. So he had bought the flowers for that holiday. And um, he said, there's going to be a snowstorm. Nobody's going to come out and buy flowers during a snowstorm. I'm going to lose all these thousands of dollars. Right. So I said to him, do you believe in God? He said, yeah. I said, no, no. Do you really believe in God? Because there's a difference in believing in God and there's a difference uh, in really believing in God. Because if you really believe in God, the things that you can think about and worry about for a second, they go away. Because... You're going to put your faith in him and you're going to believe that regardless of what happens, he's going to put you better on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I said, do you really believe in God? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, 
Well, tell God that you want the snow to start right <laughs> after you put your key in the door. <laughs> My hand to God, that's what happened. <laughs> he put the key in the door and the snow started coming down. There was no snow all day. What does the yeah. scripture say? Scripture says the, the wind and the rain still yeah. know his name, right? Right. right. That's they, right. The wind and the rain. But you got to ask. That's my point. Yeah. You got to ask. And if you don't ask, how will he know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So. Well, it is about that relationship. And, and I guess just to add a little to what you said, great story. You know, what I'm learning, and, and I say I-N-G, because there's building blocks to faith. And sometimes you really don't know whether you have faith and really that you believe what you believe, what you believe, what you believe until it's tested, until right. you're in a circumstance, right? You're not right. going to just get zapped with patience. You're not going to just get zapped with courage, right? You're going to be in a situation that, that brings that to a head to say, you know, Deborah, you know, or China, this is where the rubber meets the road. So there, there's building blocks of faith. And that's why for me, I'm, it's constant learning. It's a constant, it's exhausting sometimes, but it's- But isn't that what life's about? Yeah. It's a lesson. Yes. It's a lesson. And, and I feel sorry for people that don't know that because this is all a lesson. And the lesson is you're going to meet people who are going to teach you stuff. That's right. You're going to have things that happen that's going to teach you. That's You're right. going to be around people that are going to teach you. Right. So everything we do and everything we are to God, we have to learn these lessons. And if we don't learn these lessons, I think we're in trouble. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It, you know, the Bible says those that endure to the end, right? That there's the one, the eternal life. You're gotta, you got to endure it to the end. But one thing I'm going to say about my schooling, you know, the Lord truly, you know, he led my footsteps. And I remember when I was in school, I thought, wow, this door, this key that I had that opened that door for myself answered questions that I had had about why I acted the way that I did, why there were certain things, behaviors and thoughts. And, you know, why did I isolate myself sometimes and some giftings and things that I had, but it really was a confirmation to what God had already been telling me. Schooling just gave me terminology, but I tell you, yeah. and I'm a firm believer, man is just a confirmation, but God is the source. He's mm -hmm. the source. So he was already yeah. sharing things with me. The schooling added to what the Lord had already been sharing with me through the Holy Spirit. And I was so, so grateful to I'm sorry, I'm, go ahead. No, no, I'm go sorry. ahead. What was that moment when you said, I want to go to school to learn about the Bible? Do you remember that moment or? I do. There was sort of like an argument with God, you know, or I should say like, a, you know, but after <laughs> when I was going through the divorce, I, I ended up going to divorce care. And through this church, I had found a Bible study and it was the best Bible study that I've ever been to. There was 26 of us. The, you know, not only was it ethnicity, the ethnicities of everyone was different. Um, uh, the ages were different. It was amazing. And yeah. I remember that range. It was like the knowledge that was in the room. So from right. there, I knew the word of God was for me. I came alive when I just would read scripture. It would send my mind soaring left and right. I just felt 
I felt so invigorated. I felt alive. So and from it, there, it seems so, everything came so clear, right? It did. The clarity came, the understanding, the dots were being connected constantly and Holy Spirit was just chirp, chirp, chirp. So from there, I knew I was like, I think I need to go back to school, you know, and my mom was saying, maybe you should go back to school. And, you know, but I financially, I was like, well, God, you know, my situation. So one day I'm sitting in my bed and I'm saying, I feel like I want to go to school, nervous about it. Haven't been to school in years, kind of a little bit trepidatious. And I just, I said, Lord, if you want me to go back to school, you figure it out. That was the <laughs> last I said to him. And I ended up a friend of mine, my, one of my best friends, Julie, she says, you're always talking about God's appointed time. And she said, there's this flyer that I got from the secretary that works in our office. And it says God's appointed time. There's a minister that's going to be at this church. And I said, she's like, I'll go with you. We ended up going. She said, would you like it? And I said, oh my gosh, it was amazing. And I said, you know what? I might come here for Sunday service. I go back for Sunday service, sit down, random seat, end up sitting next to a lady that looks at me randomly and says, hey, did you know that they have free schooling here? That if you attend the classes for two what? years, you can matriculate to Lancaster Bible College? Really? You don't say, wow. right? So here's wow. the that was God. There's the humor of God. And literally, I, and this is where, this is where it's so important. I think people need to know there's opportunities that come. You have to learn to recognize that the spirit is, you know, what spirit is it coming from? Right. Right. Uh, 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 Romans eight, five says those that live according to the flesh have fleshly desire. Those that live according to the spirit have spiritual desire. So what are we living according to? Right. So when I sat there and I said, I've already prayed about this. This is an opportunity. Learn to recognize it and seize the moment. As they say, carpe diem, seize right. the moment. Right. And I didn't so, hesitate. I didn't say, let me pray like about that song, Amazing Grace. You were yeah. blind before you can see. Yes. So I, I said yes. And I, I didn't worry about how I was going to do it, how I was going to get there. The Lord has already ordered the steps. And so from there, all I had to do was say yes. And he would yeah. figure out the rest. It's right. a, it's and, a, and that's what he, he that's what he does with everybody. He tries to show them things. He puts them in front of things. But we have to have our eyes open to see. Yeah. And because we have like, to have our ears open to hear. Because if we don't, we're walking around blind. And we're walking around deaf. And that's not what he wants. You know, a, a bird can hear for miles and miles and miles that the rain is coming. And they're going to be able to get those worms, you know. We have to open our ears because our ears and our eyes are closed because of the world we live in. It's so crazy. You know, there's so much technology. There's so much uh, problems. There's so much things going on that we're not able to see. And we're not able to hear what God is telling us and sending us and showing us. Sure. But if we would just open our eyes and ears like you did, like what if that lady sat by you? She said that to you, you blew her off, didn't listen to a word she said. That was in the realm of possibility, but your ears were open. 
And that's what the Lord is not going to, we talk about free will, but you know, it's like people have to understand the Lord is not going to go against his word. He is not going to go over your free will. What he is going to do is place things in front of you. And what he's going to have you do, if, if, if your ears are tuned and your eyes are open, read the word, discover who he is so you can recognize him in the world right? You have to get to know who he is. What kind of nature does God have? We say we we understand certain things, but yet we're not in the word to understand who is God and how can I recognize? How can I communicate with him? Am I in the quiet place? Am I off my phone? Am I away from distractions enough so that when opportunities come, I know for certain, yep, that's the Lord. That's that's, that's door. That's a door. I got to go through that door. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a time in my life as well. Um, God, in fact, if you listen to um, my last song at the end of the show, did you ever did you ever listen to that song? Well, thank you is a song. Oh, I just love it because it's so true. God would come to me and he would say things and he would do things. And I didn't think I was worthy. Mm. I didn't think that he could love me. Yeah, because of all the mistakes I've made in my life. So um, it's just, it's incredible. You know, Um, when you realize those things, you realize that God loves you no matter what, but he does give you free will. Yeah. You know, one thing that most recently I've even, you know, I was struggling. I just was struggling, you know, with isolation, especially with the pandemic, the pandemic really brought some things to head. Um, and you know, you start to question, you know, God, where are you? Just where, where are you? You know, your, your word says you'll never leave me. You'll never, you never forsake me under any circumstance. And he does not, but you know, in, inside yourself, when you're really coming up across, up against a crossroad or a hurdle, you know, it's those feelings, right? It's those things that are trying to raise themselves above who Christ is in your life. And it's like, I'm so grateful. Something that I constantly say to myself, he loves me and he is working things out for my good. Not for my bad. In God, there is no darkness. There's only light. And so he's working things out for your good. And, you know, one thing I realized, too, and I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing this to me. And that was that feeling of, you know, we know we're going to make mistakes. God knows we're going to make mistakes. But like the literally, prodigal, <laughs> yes, like the prodigal son, he wants you to come home. He like, well, he wants you to come home. He's not interested yeah. in the story. He's like, I already know you're going to make a mistake. You were designed to need me. You were designed not to check me off on a list, but to integrate me into your life on a daily basis, to be your friend, to be your comforter, to be your rescuer, to be your provider, right? And so he's like, I don't want you checking me off on the list. You know, I want you to come home. It's okay that you went out there and you, and and you thought that life was going to be better outside of it. It's okay that you wanted your inheritance before it was time. It's okay that you thought that, you know, let me just marry that guy. I'm tired of being lonely. It's okay that you had a child out of wedlock. It's okay that you had an addiction. It's okay. Come home. Come home. Yeah, it's all okay. It's all okay. Just come home. Because Christ died for that. Right? Right. Right. He died for that. And and the sooner we realize it, the better off we'll be. Because 
there, there's nothing we can do that he would disown us, you know? No. And that's that, that Isaiah sorrow. Yes, Isaiah 43, 1. He says, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And the word says that once you are God's, there's nothing that can take you out of his grasp. We, when we come back home like the prodigal son, yes, we have to repent and know in our heart of hearts that we want to turn the opposite way, right? David did, King David did so many things, but what he did do very well was repentance. Amen. And we know that yeah. God's looking at the heart. What's your heart posture like when you're repenting? Are you really, is, is your intention really to do it about face? God says, if you're really sure you want to do this, then Holy Spirit supernaturally will help you achieve that. Well, that's why God loved David so much, because he wasn't afraid to repent. And that's see, right. repenting also means that you have to say you've done something wrong. Believing that you haven't done anything wrong, I think it's a sin. It's, a, it's one of the worst sins, because that's pride. And when we have pride, that takes us away from God. Amen. Amen. I agree with that. Amen. You, you know, people that struggle with understanding that they're a sinner, they also struggle with why grace is needed then, right? Yeah. You have yeah. to know that you're a sinner. If you don't know that you're a sinner, then you and don't. We all are. We me. all are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell people, it doesn't matter if you read the Bible every day, all day. Okay. And you're up on the pulpit and you're saying all good things. It doesn't matter. You're still a sinner. If you look in the mirror, you're sinning. We do okay. sin all all throughout the day, every day. Oh, yeah. No, there's no one on this earth that is any different. We are all sinning. You could think that you are the most perfect person in the world. That's mm -hmm. not true because we're meant to sin. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying we have to be aware of it. And once we're aware of it, we can make better choices. Okay. But everything we do and a lot of what we do is sinful. We're, we're born with the sinful nature, right? Because we know sin entered into the world through Adam and Eve. But the beauty of being born again, that's the beauty, right? That's so Christ beauty. is saying, it doesn't matter what family you were born into. It doesn't matter what sin you were born into. In Christ, you are born again. Second Corinthians 5.17. In Christ, we're a new creation. The Preach, old girl. has gone and the new has come. Right. Mm. So what's so beautiful about it is even though I wake up and I know I'm a sinner, mm -hmm. I am not righteous because in Christ, because the Bible said so. Right. That in Christ, I am now seen as righteous. Yeah. Right. Not that I'm perfect, but I got to stay in Christ. There's right. the key. Right. Right. You step outside of Christ. You're going to just go right back to your sinful nature. You're going to go right back to those things that you don't understand why you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. It's in Christ I am a new creation, which means I now have a new identity. I now have a new life. I now have new resources, and I now have a new ending to my life. Right, yeah. eternal life, new yeah. body, right, new heaven, new earth. Amen. So yeah. that's the beauty of it. Is like we don't have to continue to condemn ourselves, right? When we start feeling these types of uh, uh, emotions that are constantly condemning us. That is the work of the enemy because yeah. in Christ, there's no condemnation. Hello, everyone. Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. Emotions 
are the devil. Because when you're living in emotions, you can't see everything the way it should be. I'm guilty of it, you know, um, big time. Um, not living in my emotions, but, you know, I just get, I just get so mad because you want to shake people. You know, there's, I'm back to that thing, you know, you're trying to help people. You're saying, don't do that, you know, and a F word will come out. <laughs> it's like, man, I shouldn't have said that, you know, but it's like, <laughs> I, I, I just, why can't they see what I see, you know, but, um, it's painful. it's painful, but you know, the idea that you know who the Lord is and, and how powerful the lord is in your life you're a witness to what he can do it oh, becomes painful when someone else is not convinced yet and and to watch them walk out um dangerous choices mm -hmm. dangerous choices so so i mean sometimes i've even said that phrasing dangerously stupid just dangerously stupid do yeah. not see the folly and it's all wrapped up in pride that i know egoism i know better Right. And I don't want any authority over my life. And I was saying to my mother the other day, if people understood the freedom in the Lord, if people understood, they would be flocking to give their lives over to the Lord. But they they yeah. really just they really will not discipline themselves to say, all right, I'm going to try this out like I've tried out the other things. Let right. me give my and you know how you do that. You know, you have to read the Bible. People. Oh don't understand or believe whatever the case is, but you have to read the Bible and then everything becomes very, very clear. The more you read it, the more it becomes clear because mm. there was a time in my life where I believe the Bible was written to control man. Mm. And once I started to read it, my husband taught me and showed me how, and, and we're reading it more. And it's like, wow, wow. I didn't know, mm. you know, I learned so much and I thought I could do it without doing that, you know, because I love God so much. I always did, but no, no, that is the guide to our better lives. Ours, that is the guide. The Bible is the guide to be closer to God. It, 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 it's the guide for everything really. Yes, it's the, it absolutely is. I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Second Corinthians 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. One thing is we have our personal experiences. No one can can argue you with that, right? You, China, you've had your personal experiences that have matured you and who, and who God is in your life. But that yeah. scripture also says to study. Study what? Study the word. Meditate on the word. Let, right. let the word of God be written like on the tablet of your heart, right? And study yeah. that so that you can what? Rightly divide. There's a lot of people that don't know how to rightly divide it, right? Rightly divide the word of truth. The Holy Spirit is going to come into agreement with what Christ has said, and Christ comes into agreement with the Father. The, the Godhead, the triune God, they are a, a wonderful mold that one should follow when they are trying to figure out and navigate this world, right? So it's sort of like the Godhead is always that mold. The word of God is going to give you that, which is why we have the armor of God, right? The helmet of right. salvation, 
right? We need, we really need the helmet of salvation so that we can block the enemy from those negative thoughts, the wrong narrative, right? The condemnation, yeah. all those things, the breastplate of righteousness to guard those, those organs going on, right? To guard that heart, right? The Bible yeah. says, because out of the heart flow the issues of life, the loin belt of truth. What's the loin belt of truth? That's the word of God. And you take that word of God and that's your sword. You fight and you cut down anything that tries to bring, bring itself above the word of God. And then right. you got your shield, right? Because with the word of God written on your heart, now you should be building and building those faith blocks, right? Allowing yourself, oh, making yeah. choices. Right? Making choices in your life that not only say that, Lord, I love you, but God knows how much you love him and follow him by the choices that you make, right? Exactly. Is it coming exactly. to align with what you say you believe? I didn't, I didn't know that then. I didn't know that. I had to learn that, okay? Yeah. And that it was another lesson, you know? Yeah. It's another lesson. Yes, me too. Me too. Still learning, still learning, yeah. still yeah. fumbling, still yep. trying, right? But you know, yeah. I think- 59 years was, old, still learning. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I, I I would think I would know everything by now, right? <laughs> That's how you know age doesn't mean anything. No, no, it doesn't. What was it like going to college uh, and getting a BA degree in biblical and science studies? What was oh, that like? Wonderful, wonderful, challenging. Um, you know, it, you know, when you, when you're studying the word of God, there's a lot of, a lot of things that you have to reflect on. There's a lot of critical thinking. Um, uh, I've always thought critically. I always have, um, hermeneutics, probably that class ended up being one of my favorite classes. Um, I got so excited to dissect the word of God. Like, what do you mean? I'm going to get closer to him because I'm going to dissect you. But that was like, a, oh, really? You know, yeah. and people were like, oh, no. But I just loved that. I discovered more of who Deborah is, you know, again, prior to knowing who the Lord was personally, I had no context of self. But, but again, coming into his word and realizing who he is, I was realizing who I am. So the classes and the professors, the professors, you know, taking a look and saying, you know, what? I think you have a gift in writing. And I think you, I think, you know, this is really good. I've never seen it written like this or just wow. confirming things along the way. Um, mm -hmm. Commentaries, books that we were assigned. You know, what's so precious to me. I most recently just moved. And I'm telling you, I could leave everything behind. Do not leave the Bible and do not leave the books, the books, the books, the books and my videos. Love, love movies. That was one of my first books that I wrote. It was actually the first book that I wrote beyond the face of the yeah. movies. But yeah. school really helped me to fall in love with the Lord, fall in love with his word, fall in love with knowledge that he allowed me to have fall in love with there's a whole world out there literally there's a whole yeah. world out there and um um it became very exciting a lot of volume it was a, it was a lot going on in my life at that time but wow it opened my mind that there's a lot more for you to learn yeah well that's that's great i mean um and how old were you you said you were older when, when i went, went back to school, school? i yeah, went back, when to, went back I was to school 39. Yeah, see, it's yeah. never too late. 
Never, never, never. never. Nope. And you know what? I'm glad that I went back later because when I was younger, I didn't really quite know what I wanted to go to school for. And boy, am I happy that I made that choice later in life because I was most, I was solid on knowing that I wanted to go back. And that yeah, see, I think, me. I think going later is better. I mean, I think everyone's different. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think, the, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me, it helped me, it helped dispel all those things like that I couldn't do it because I wasn't focused on whether I couldn't do it. What I was focused on was that I wanted to do it. That right. was really right. the focus. I want to go back to school for biblical studies. And I was excited right. about the program. It wasn't about, well, the homework assignments. And I think when you're not passionate about something, you you fixate on, on what you can't do. Right, right. But when you're passionate, you, you're just ready to go forward. That's right. Yeah. That's why the blind, blind Bartimaeus in the Bible, he said, Christ said, what do you want me to do for you? I want to see. Well, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, seeing is going to cause even somewhat of a problem, especially if you're born blind. But he didn't focus on that. He knew he wanted to see. And the rest is history. Ride, ride, ride. Come and vibe with me tonight. I don't need nothing else but you. Okay, so you wrote two books. Tell us about your first book, Beyond the Face of the Movies. Tell us about that one. I love this book. You know, it took, I, I wrote it in 40 days, but it almost took me like two years to edit. It, it was one of these books. So essentially, when I went through my divorce, the Lord ministered to me through movies. Um, movies became sort of this, this, sweet way that I think the Lord was helping me to understand myself through someone else's life. You know, yeah. sometimes people can be harsh, maybe friends, you know, family, their, their hearts are in the right place to help you. But, you know, there's something called triggers, you know, words can hurt when you don't really know how to place them. So it's like, if you're already in a raw situation, you're already going through something, somebody can be pointing something out in your life. And all it is, is causing more pain or opening up a wound. The Lord was merciful to me. I ended up watching movie after movie after movie um, while I was depressed and, and, and sad and all of these things. And I remember through the movies, the Lord would say, do you remember when you did that? I would say, yes. And he would say, okay, let's watch what choice they made and what choice did you make and what choice. And then let's look at the Bible. So then what he ended up doing was every time I watched a movie, the Holy Spirit would bring up a biblical character. So that's what Beyond the Face of the Movies is about. It's about taking and um, thinking about the parables of Christ and how he says, I don't really want to give you the answers up front. I want you to read that parable. I, I don't want the answer floating. I want you to dive down into it and I want you to see what's really going on in there. And I really, um, because a lot of people don't like reading the Bible, movies is such a wonderful way to, you know, juxtapose them together so that you can understand the Bible better through the movie and the movie better through the Bible. And you can see we're really all the same when it comes to making mistakes, whether you're so a it's really informative. Book. It is. It really is. It's it's a wonderful book. It's a. I love this book. It's a great teaching tool, um, not only for adults but also for children. 
Um, it's a wonderful book to do that with. And it's exciting because you're watching a movie and then you're like, oh, you know, this one is, is, is you know, Holy Spirit had me do Samson or he had me ha write about Samson right along yeah. with, um, um, oh my goodness, it just floated out of my mind. Um, but Jim Carrey plays in the, mo in the movie, um, um, Almighty, God Almighty. And, yeah, um, I love that. It's a fun movie. But those yeah. two put together, Holy Spirit was really essentially saying, just because Samson was a Nazarite, and just because God believed in Samson, it doesn't mean that the person really even believes in themselves. It doesn't mean that they can they understand the power they were given. It doesn't mean they have the wisdom and the discernment and the knowledge and the understanding to navigate the gift. And Amen. the same thing with Bruce Almighty. You know, he's complaining about how God is doing things. And God says, fine, let me give you my powers. But when he gives him his powers, he does nothing good with it. It's all yeah. about himself. Yeah. So Holy Spirit, have you put those two together to say, you know, so many people say, oh, if I could win the lottery, if I had that car, if I could marry that person, it doesn't mean you, you have the maturity to even navigate it, right? right. You're just wanting things. And yeah. so this what this particular chapter is about. Wow, that's awesome. It, sound, it sounds like a really, really good book. I'm going to have to check that out. Now, you Fine. have a second book, okay? I do. And um, the second book, let me see. It's, what is the name of your second book? Okay. Um, the Women God Used. Right. The Women God Used. Got it. So, what... For, that's that's an incredible name. What made you come up with that name? How funny. I had not come up with the name of the book, and I do this now. I normally will write, and then if I find myself using the same phrase over and over and over again, in my mind, I said, that must be the title that of must, the book. <laughs> I <Yeah>. love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's a really good name. And um, what is it about? The Women God Used, I, I really love this book. I'm actually doing a workshop on it right now. And I lead a group um, and I created a group called Bible Babes, which, um, so anyway, within within that, uh, The Women God Used is about 12 women that Holy Spirit had me pull out of the Bible. And it's really about women, pretty much about what we've been talking about, uh, making poor choices, um, and finding in those choices that, wow, I guess I was just leaning on my own understanding and what happens now that I'm going to give it over to the Lord. And now how does my life change? You know, what, what does God, what provision has God already laid in front of me that I missed out on? Um, and so each one of these women, so I speak about Eve, um, I talk about, um, um, Mary and Elizabeth, um, and I talk about Leah and Anna, the prophetess, um, I talk about Gomer and the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And it's it was really important for me also to show uh, a celebration of being a woman, but also a celebration of a woman and how she invites the Holy Spirit and she invites the Lord into her life and how it completely changes um, that Christological union. Um, I love that, you know, how we come alive but also I wanted to talk about women um, that maybe you thought I would never model myself behind and how hard their life really was, how hard Gomer's life really was. But she yeah. woke up the day that she married a prophet. Who would have yeah. known that a prostitute would even marry a prophet, would even say yes to him? Yeah. Who, we talk about Eve and 
you know, I think a lot of times Eve goes down in history as why was she so stupid? How could she believe that snake? And yet, could you live with the choices that you make? Every single time that somebody reads your story, they're putting it on blast and calling you stupid and dumb, right? And it's like Eve is a woman that, wow, if I could be anything like her, because you know what? She didn't commit suicide. Right. She stayed in there. And her life was a lesson, you know? Don't Absolutely. listen to the devil. He's a liar. Right. Okay? Right, right. But you know what? It's, it's, it, and I even talk about that in the book with Eve because we know a lot of times the devil is crafty, right? We know that. Very. He, he doesn't just come where you can really recognize him. He comes in a way, right, that you really had no understanding of, of, of what's going on. We've met people that you're like, no, I don't want to talk about that. And somehow they get you to talk about it. Somehow they, they're pulling you and prodding and poking. And that's what happened to Eve. Eve was not born a baby. Eve was born an adult, right? She didn't have childhood years to actually go through and make mistakes. She didn't have a sweet 16 party. So she Never was mentally childlike. Absolutely. Gullible, right? She didn't have, a, 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 you know, all those years to actually make mistakes and learn from that's that. That's me. That's my problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> but when we look at that and we say, wow, we got to give Eve some credit, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. We gotta give, she's the first of her kind. She's mm -hmm. the first of her kind. There's, you know, there wasn't anybody before her where, where they could tell her, you know what, Eve, put your foot here, step here. Right. Eve, right. this is where you pray. Eve, this is where you She didn't know anything. No. So that's what this book is about. I take e e these individual women and we walk our, we walk through their lives. We walk through Leah's life. Mike, you know, there's trouble when the, when the same sisters marry the same man, it, you know, there's trouble, right? There's and they're trouble. arguing and fighting, right? And, and Leah goes through these storms and she's like, she knows this man doesn't love her. And she's trying to put a square into a circle. And, and the pain that rise, rises from that, the pain of being in a family, she has a father that doesn't believe in her. She has a father that thinks he has to trick a man to marry her. And he orchestrates it. Mm -hmm. On the day that her sister should be celebrating getting married, the father has switched both of these girls. And now Jacob has married the wrong woman. It's well, for the people out there that don't, haven't read the Bible. Um, a lot of those characters in your book um, are like a lot of women today, you know, <laughs> that's right. And that, you know, I, I, I really, I know my ministry is for women. I know my that point is a lot of people are going to be able to rate, relate to it. Definitely. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. You know, and I learned about myself, even as I was writing these chapters and Holy spirits, revealing these women to me and, and, and saying to I want you to, I want us to really meditate on this before you write, but it's definitely written to be relatable, to yeah. really look at ourselves and to look at the choices that we're making outside of God and what those consequences are, and then the choices that we make when we are in in inside with God, and what the consequences of that is. Everything has a consequence. Everything. everything. Yeah, and um, everything has a reaction too. For every action, there's a reaction. Sure. And if we can remember that as well, going throughout our days. I'm going to digress here for a second. If we just think about how other people feel, yeah, I, I think we would learn to treat people better because if we can just imagine how we would feel in that instance or that situation, uh, 
you know, um, I've even tried to relate or understand people that have hurt me. Yeah, you know, he had an, a bad upbringing. You know, he had no dad. Um, he's insecure about it. And not that I'm making excuses for people, but sometimes I could see how they went wrong, why they went wrong, you know, even though they wronged me or hurt me. But, um, yeah, your book sounds really, really good. And um, Thank you. I, I think, think just to add really quick, that's when I went through my divorce, Holy Spirit said to me, I want you to suspend your tears because I want to show you perhaps how things have happened in your ex-husband's life, why maybe he is the way that he is. It's you actually thought about that. I had to. I had to. And, and I had to because then the Lord led me to pray. Right. He led me to intercede. And I think so we all have to when we're absolutely hurt. because yeah. there's a if 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 we're born into sin, we have to realize this. The, the the people that have wronged us, it didn't just start there. It started somewhere else. There's a reason right. why there's a reason why I act the way that I do and the way that you do. Right. So Holy right Spirit, so yeah. I want to show you something. But I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to suspend your tears for a moment. I'm going to need you to just pause on. I was wronged. I'm the victim. I'm this. I need you to pause on that because I want to show you something. And when he did, he really conditioned me to understand people and to yeah. have more compassion. That is not just all about me. It's just not. Well, I have I have a little mantra. I say sometimes to myself, the three R's. Relax, relate, and release. And mm. then I can see where that person's coming from. Even though I might want to punch him in the face. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'll stop that thought. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say those three R's. Because it's like, you know, if, if I could just relax. Yes. And relate. Yes. And release. Yes. That helps me to see clear. Amen. You know. So. Amen. um uh, also, so you work for a magazine. That's do you so, do you work for it now? I'm I'm a contributing writer for Keep the Faith magazine, awesome. and this is a, it's a wonderful, beautiful magazine. Um, and they're based in the UK. Uh, I started I writing for that, them. Okay. Yeah, it's oh my gosh, a great magazine. And I started writing for them several years ago. It was when I was in school. I actually pressed pause and took a sabbatical because I just needed to after graduating school, I just needed a break from everything. I really needed to just draw near to the Lord and really just rest. Um, but this is a beautiful magazine. It's all, it's keep the faith. It's all about keeping the faith. They interview all sorts of, I guess, Christian celebrities. Um, it's a wonderful magazine, just kind of, how can I say, in inspiring people to be the best that they can be in the Lord. Wow. Um, it's, it's really wonderful to write for them. So they are one of the ladies that actually owns the magazine. She retired. She said, you know what? Retirement, retirement is just not for me. I'm coming back, you know? So <laughs> surely, yeah, really lovely lady. And she said, you know what? Retirement is one thing, but refirement is another thing. So she's refired back up and, um, she's releasing the magazine again. She's coming back out, not only just virtually, or, or even um, uh, digital print, but she's coming back with it being published. So anyway, that's going to launch this month. Okay. And um, it's a one. Are it's you just looking a, for writers? 
She is. She absolutely is. She's looking for contributors. So I will, I will get that information to you so that you can contribute as well. Okay. Cause that sounds, uh, it sounds like a really good magazine and I think um, it probably helps a lot of people too. It does. It does. You know, it's like, obviously we live in this world. We want to be relevant. We want to know sort of what's happening, but you know, again, we always just want to be under the umbrella of what God is doing. And I think the more that we're involved, at least for myself, I have to be involved in things that really keep me forward and keep me united with the Lord, intertwined, intertangled with the, with the Lord. Um, so that's important to me and having projects and serving at church. Those, those things are just always important so that I can remain in him and he can remain in me. Right, right. You got to keep focused. So when did you start this Christ-centered uh, women's group? And it's called, you said, Babies... Bible babes. Bible babes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love so, it. I know. Really fun. I mm -hmm. started it in the midst of the pandemic. Um, okay. When I, I was struggling with just, it felt like overnight we lost community with one another. It just felt like what happened. You were, we were in church or having this, you know, corporate time together. Um, you know, you're living your life. And then all of a sudden, you know, the pandemic comes you know, and it's like, wow, everybody has to stay at home. And yeah. then of course that isolation and the loneliness, what, whatever was confronting you, you had to confront. Yeah. And I remember just feeling like, wow, this because is, you, you were alone. I mean, yeah. And if you're not married, if you don't have any children, maybe yeah. if you're estranged from family, Right. You're like, wow. When they were making announcements for holidays, for example, that, you know what, everybody has to stay within their immediate family. You started to realize, wow, at least for myself, wow, this is, you know, I've always been involved in church or been involved in this or that. And then when the lockdown came, it was just, wow, this is real. This is real. Everything so yeah. So I knew there was women out there like myself. And I said, God, you know, give me an opportunity for community. Give me an opportunity for women that really um, are looking to have you intertwined in their life, um, for like-minded believers, for fellowship. I love diversity. I love opinionated yeah, women. Too. Right? I, you know, and I thought, God, okay, I'm just going to put it out there and see what happens. And literally from the moment I placed it out there, there's women that I've really been able to help. We've been able to help one another. I've always said it's not in lieu of them going to church, but it's to let you know that you have support, that you have someone to talk to. You know, you know it's, it's horrible when you're feeling isolated and you're feeling lonely and you don't have a like-minded person to talk with, to just walk out some of these thoughts, right? To feel yeah. encouraged, to feel useful, to feel important, to not feel invisible. Sometimes there's so many women that I've encountered, they just feel invisible. Like, I, I, where, where do I contribute? Who needs what I have? I, I don't feel like anyone needs me, you know? They and feel like so, they don't matter. Yeah. Exactly. So this group was really birthed with all those things that I was even struggling with and saying, well, you know what? Let's, let's, if we're misfits, let's get the misfits together. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, guess what? Isn't the Bible all about misfit people? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. That's insane. It it's like <laughs> you you don't have to be perfect, you know? That's right. Um, That's right. God God knows who you are, you know, yeah. and, and his Holy Spirit can can guide you. But I I say it and I can't say it enough. You have to ask, you know. 
Yeah. yeah. And that was one of the things I think even the women had, they, they had been praying for a group like this. They had been, you know, Lord, and, and it's really important for me to have a safe group. See what a blessing you are. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to learn that. I, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You are. yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's, it's been, um, it's been a long road, I'm going to say, but a really good road. And I like who I am. I like what the Lord has me involved with people, community. You know, that's one thing that I learned with the pandemic. We do need one another. We yeah. do need one another. We created for that. And, um, it doesn't, doesn't mean that you don't need your alone time with the Lord, but you do need one another. So, yeah, that's true. Um, and sometimes people, oh, you know, um, I don't have any family. Sometimes people with big families, you know, make other families too. I mean, you could do that. It's no big deal because that's what God wants us to be, one big community. And the sooner we learn that, the better off we'll be. There's no, in my opinion, um, black or white or Asian or, you know, Spanish, Latin. There's none of that. Yeah, It's the human race. Okay. And the human race was created to be one, you know, and the sooner we learn that, you know, I I get so mad when I hear people say, oh, you know, uh, if you're black, you can't go there. What? Yeah. I don't believe in that, you know, because Mm -hmm. if you listen to one of my shows, um, the logic, uh, versus racism, um, when you do that, you lose out on opportunities. And and why would you want to do that? You know, yeah. you would meet somebody that you could never even imagine to meet yeah. if if you don't do that. I you know? agree. And it's it's very sad when people just want to group together as you know certain groups. You know, well, stay with your kind. Stay with your kind, right? Yeah, but yeah. You know, I, I don't believe in that. Yeah, your world opens up when you can be around all sorts of people with different, you know, whether it's different jobs, different, obviously, geographically, different perspective, you just grow more, even if you can consider what they're saying, you know, you just grow more. But you learn stuff, you know, because other races and religion, they have different cultures. So it's like, wow, I didn't know you guys did that. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, learn so it's, much. A, it's a lot of fear, you know, it's, it's a shame, but you know, the enemy has a huge tool with that word fear. He yeah. really, you know, a lot of people are, they, they're become paralyzed within that and, um, and shipwrecked, you know? So it's, it is a shame, but I definitely, I love, I love learning new things and it's hard. Change is hard, but oh, definitely. Yeah. One thing Holy Spirit told me was start to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I've been really trying to walk in that. Yeah. Well, you also, I'm telling you, you, you are just too much. You have a TV show called Dovetails. So you started that what? Uh, 2015. When did you start that? Correct. So uh, that is, that is actually, so dovetails, oh, sweet baby. Um, So I did that for three years. So it's not currently happening because I really feel like the Lord is having me transition that into a live show. So 
uh, Blog Talk was the platform that I did Dovetails on, and it was all about testimony. Just like you, I'm fascinated um, for myself, how are people coming out of the circumstances and the crisis and the trauma that they're going through in their lives? And again, Dovetails Christ Center show, um, after I went through my divorce, and again, everything seemed to sort of piggyback off of that. I just couldn't walk by people and not help them. It just sounded, it felt crazy for me. Like, no, even if it's a hug or helping an elderly lady with her groceries, I needed to do something, pray over people. And I, I leaned on Matthew 25, 40, what you have done for the least to the least of my brothers and sisters you have done to me. Oh, and so I love that. Yeah, Dovetails was about testimony. How are you getting through? I, I, I see now that you are a, let's just say, a real estate conglomerate. But boy, when you tell me that you were homeless for five years, it makes that story even more beautiful. And I always would say on the show, the sweet isn't as sweet without the bitter. That it's a combination of trial and tribulation and good things and bad things that actually make a person's life interesting and become a powerful witness for the Lord. You know, you know, we can look at Paul's life in the Bible and say, oh, my goodness, he he wrote the pretty much the second the, the uh, New Testament. Yeah. However, pretty much. Find out that he was, when he was persecuting Christians, I mean, a non-believer reading that story is like. Right. These are two different people yeah. How do you get from here to there. Yeah. And this is the beauty of people's lives. So dovetail- he gave his life over to God, you know, he gave Absolutely. his life over to Jesus and, and that's how we have to do it. You know, Absolutely. if we don't do that, we'll continue to be who we don't want to be. Yeah. One thing that I love is, you know, we're all made uniquely. And I know when I first came to the Lord, I struggled with, will I, will I be able to, I, to recognize Deborah. Am, am I going to change so much that Deborah is not even going to be recognized Deborah? And what I learned was God loves our uniqueness. I believe God is everywhere because his people are everywhere. So God's saying this, you want to be a ballerina? That's fine. Take me with you. You yeah. want to start your own company? That's fine. Take me with you. You're yeah. going back to school. Take me with you to the university so that yeah. I can speak through you where, wherever you go. Wherever. Have, Wherever you go. So Dovetails was really about putting putting God on display. I thought about with American Idol, how we pick, they pick people from different places in the world. And they're like, wow, look at this waitress. And she's got this powerhouse voice or look at this trash collector. And oh my goodness, he, you know, he was homeless and now he's writing this music. And I really wanted people to listen to the show and say, who and what could bring these types of people together? Like someone has an addiction or someone's meddling in witchcraft or someone is a single mom or someone is wrestling with bulimia and all of a sudden they're healed and they're, they're crediting this to Jesus Christ. I wanted to put Christ on display to say, look how powerful to help people understand. This is how long, how long it's never been done. It's never been done. Yeah. And how long, wide and deep the love of God really does go, because when it can go that far, he can take he can get you from anywhere. He will come to where you're at. And people need to see that people need to wake up to that. That that's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that just uh, makes my heart uh, skip a beat. I'm telling you that it sounds like an incredible show. And I'm surprised. Um, it didn't go global. And if you start it again, I'm sure it will, because God will make it happen for you. Um, I remember uh, reading somewhere that fear not, 
in the Bible has been written over 365 times. Yeah. So listen, that's to you, that's to anybody who's listening, fear not, okay? Because God will always be there for you and he will always work it out and he will always make it better. But you have to believe. Deborah, you know that, right? Do I do. It's a great reminder. Yes. Yes. So um, anything we do in life, if we can have God's name on our lips, it will become glorious. That's for sure. That's for sure. And you are living proof of that. And thank you so much for being on the show. You're so welcome. What a pleasure, China, and having you. Beautiful, beautiful host. Uh, thank you for just all the lovely questions and, and helping me to go through memory lane and even sharing, even me knowing how much I've grown. So I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, well, I know this is probably going to be one of my best shows. I know that. <laughs> uh, you're, you're a wonderful host. Thank you. Thank you. And you have a great day and um, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Holiday weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Yo, that was another good show. Thank you, Tabor, for being a great guest. God really shines through you. He really does. So, if you guys want to find Tabor's two books, the first one is Beyond the Face of the Movies, and the second one is The Women God Used. If you want to find these books, you can get them on Amazon. Also, if you want to send her a shout-out, you can email her at dclministries.com. dclministries.com. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Have a good day. I want to say thank you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. God, he stood with open arms, but I